Welcome to the Saving Grace Adventist Church Sermon Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed by the Word of God. I've gone through a number of besetments. And at this ripe age that you're looking at, I've experienced a number of things. Adversities, joys, I mean the whole work with the blessed Lord. And sometimes, sometimes, when I when I look into Romans chapter 8 and verse 28, when he says, all things work together for good, sometimes I say, and this one too? <laughs> and this one too? <laughs> oh, yes. All things work together for good to them that love the Lord and to them who are the called according to his purpose. Isn't that something? His purpose. His purpose. For some, for some people, you and I are not worth anything. But I'm glad you're consoled by the fact that our blessed Lord came to the world to save sinners. The apostle said, this is the faithful saying. And it's worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I'm chief. Paul said that. The people who are rejoicing, I want you to understand something. The people who are rejoicing are the people who recognize that at one time, at one time, they were out, way out, lost. But now, they're with the hope that is so vibrant and brilliant that it shines like the sun. And only the people who have truly been in that predicament, that condition, appreciate greatly what God has done. Oh, yes. In other words, let's get to practical terms now. You've been drowning. The water deeper than your height. So you couldn't manage and you couldn't swim. And somebody came along. Uh, come on now, and, and and grabbed you, and pulled you up, and and placed you on solid ground, Amen. where you stood for a number of years after that, and walked around on it. It must want to give God thanks. It must want to give Him the person. Thanks for what he has done. What a God. 
What a God. I tell you, I have learned and I am satisfied with it that obedience is the key to Christian experience. Obedience is the key. Now, if you're within the hearing of my voice, if you're within the hearing of my voice, never forget what I said a while ago. I'm going to repeat it. Obedience is the key to Christian experience. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where you've come from. It doesn't matter what your critic says about you. And it doesn't matter how much you think about yourself because they tell me that we are not truly what we think we are. We are not truly what we think we are. But they tell me what they think, that's what you are. Remember that one? For the record says, the Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Amen. So we are not what or who we think we are, but what we think, that's what we are. Yeah. Isn't that something? Yeah. Oh, God is good. So wonderful. And now I want us to understand, too, that we're not here by chance. Amen. We're here on this Sabbath day because we believe that the seventh day is the Sabbath. Amen. Now, there's something very important about the seventh day. Now, the seventh day, remember now, is the day of rest. Amen. The day of rest, remember? And um, while I was there at, in the classroom at, at West Indus College, they taught me a little Greek to put emphasis on, on this point, that the seventh day is the Sabbath, and what the purpose of it. And, but don't you run away with the idea. It is still Greek to me, still Greek. But, but it goes like this, it says, ho sabaton. Egenoito dia ton anthropon. And, and, and what they're trying to tell me is that the Sabbath came into being for the benefit of man. Amen. Amen. For the benefit of man. The Sabbath came into being for the benefit of man. So the Sabbath is, is, is the day of rest. And when one would go and have some rest, he is rejuvenated or revitalized, so to speak. So the Sabbath is a day of rest. And then the Sabbath is a blessed day. So it's a rest day, a blessed day. Blessed of all the seven. Think of it. That's the blessed day. And then it's not just the rest day and the blessed day. It is the best day. And, and that's not all. There's a fourth one. Remember now, it's the rest day, it's the blessed day, it's the best day, and it's the test day. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Oh, yes. The test day. 
whether it's going to be the seventh or the first. Amen. You know, it's the test day. So, oh, God is so great, I tell you. But when I think of the wisdom of God, the wisdom of God, and when I think of puny man, mankind, limited, we are so limited. And we want sometimes to tell the divine what to do. Yeah. We are his creatures. And, and, and when he says the seventh is the Sabbath, some folks said, you'd think he was in his right mind. Mm -hmm. Or could a mistake been made somewhere? Or blessed Lord makes no mistakes. He said the seventh is the Sabbath, and he was finished with that. Yeah, he was finished with it. He said the seventh is the Sabbath, and according to his authority, uh, who, questioned, who questioned the blessed Lord? And so today, we are going to speak very briefly under this little caption, my prayer partner. My prayer partner. I want you to keep lifting in prayer. Um, Sister Iris, my wife's mother in, in Jamaica, was having a little problem there with the sugar. And uh, she might be an amputee. So uh, I'm asking that you keep lifting her up in prayer. And that whatever happens, that divine intervention would bring about a soothing of which she could be happy. Let us pray, loving Father. I want to thank you, Lord, for your loving kindness and your tender mercies, your watch care. And as the prayer was uttered a little earlier, asking that our hearts would be prepared, so prepared that we would go and tell others of the wonderful, wonderful story of our Jesus. Lord, I pray that this would become a grand reality. In the name of Jesus, amen. amen. My prayer partner. There is a bomb in, in Gilead. And we come to the point where it says it makes the wounded whole. And it heals the sin-sick soul. That little package is wonderful, isn't it? Yeah. And you and I can trust in the blessed Lord to the point that, that, that we fear not, no matter where we are. We fear not. And I like that text. You and I know it very well. It's there in Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 16. He said, let us, let us, I like that. Let us come 
boldly. In other words, here is a servant of the Lord who is including others. He's not selfish. He's not selfish. He knows that the, around the globe, they are recipients of the grace of God, and, and, and they're rejoicing in him. And so he said, let us, let us come boldly to the throne of grace. That we might obtain, that we might receive, yeah. obtain mercy. And why? Because we have a heavenly father who cares. Amen. He cares. And so, because we have confidence in him, because we know that he's there for us, we can come boldly to the throne of grace. We can go there. Let us come boldly so that all the doubts have been settled when a person asks you brother elder sister would you please pray for me and for my family do you know that that's a challenge do you realize it's a challenge? Here's the person going to the blessed Lord. And the Lord with his x-ray vision, he can see what's in that heart that is coming to him. Coming to him. Whether there is compassion, mercy, sympathy, or whether there is brutality, Animosity, and those are the T's. And, and so you're going to the blessed Lord, knowing that there is a bomb in Gilead. It can make the wounded whole and, and, and can heal the sin-sick soul. And, and we're going to him. You know that God knows you inside out. So now we're going. And the apostle is saying, let us come boldly. Boldly. And now knowing all that about the blessed Lord and going to him boldly. Now, that's a great status, you know. It's a good position to be in. A good position to be in. In other words, this is no fairy tale, no myth. This is practical, practical Christianity. Amen. You see the little soft amen? That's what I told you. 
It, it's practical Christianity. And, and, and I am not here standing as any holy, righteous person above all of you. I am telling you how we are to be. How we are all are to be. In order to approach the throne of God, we have got to have the old account settled. We have got to have our hearts right with him. When we're going to ask a favor of him. Come on now, folks. You know I'm telling the truth. And so my prayer partner, I want to know that my prayer partner has confidence in God. My prayer partner. Come to think of it. You say, brother, come, let's go over here. And, and, and two of you over there, and two, and, and we're here. Two of us are here. But I would like to know that my prayer partner has had the old account settled. So that if I want to know that, that my prayer partner has had the old account settled, then mine must have been settled. It's a dual matter. It's a dual matter. Each person, each person should have the old account, should have had it settled. And so I'm saying here, my prayer partner must be one who believes in God. And coming boldly with a clear heart. A clean conscience. Coming to the blessed Lord. Now our scripture text. I want you to think soberly now. Here we have the apostle. Coming up with something special. And, and this brother James is no ordinary person. Brother James had said up front there in chapter 1 and verse 8 that a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And Brother James is talking here. Chapter 1 and verse 8. And then when he comes to verse 22, he says... Be a doer of the word and not a hearer only. Be a doer of the word and not a hearer only. Because when you do that, you're deceiving yourself. And you don't want to deceive yourself. So, so don't just be a hearer, but be a doer of the word. Now, what is he saying to us in this last chapter? Coming down there. Coming down towards the end of things now. And, and, and there, he's saying that if there is a problem among the saints or with a, an individual, that that person should call the elders and, and, and let prayer ascend Amen. so now we're saying when you call an elder 
or two elders, you are calling a person or two persons who are in harmony with heaven. Amen. You understand what I'm trying to say? And because of that position, you feel within your heart that the person is in connection with heaven. The person is an elder of the church. Come on, an elder of the church. So he must be in connection and in harmony with heaven. So you say, go call the elder. Call the elder. But I like how he puts the other part of it. In verse 16, he says, uh, it says, now confess your faults one to another. And he says, pray one for another. Amen. You're going to confess your faults. And then you're going to pray. You know, brethren, When a man is not right with God, as long as his mind is right, he's in conscious existence with a right mind. If his heart is not right with God, he knows. He knows. Oh, yes, he knows. He knows. So the Lord, not wanting to condemn anybody. I, I just love the Lord. Sometimes we talk, I'm in the garage and we're talking. The two of us talking in the garage. Talking. I am, you know, through my creative imagination, listening to him. And I'm talking to him. I said, but the Lord, nobody's sweet and nice like you. I said, nobody. Even me, you give you have given me hope. Is there something? And I stop and I look up and say, Thank you, Lord. <laughs> and I, I go on working again. Sometimes I, I do carpentry sometimes, you know. Oh yes. You you when, when you folk come by, you're gonna see some things I've done. But I uh, told you to come, you would have seen it already. But I'm saying. <laughs> Our God is great. Amen. I mean, just wonderful. Sometimes I am in the house and, and, and the lights are burning in the garage. And he caused me to go in there. Amen. And when I go in, I see the light burning. I said, thank you, Lord. <laughs> I turn it off. Turn it off. For these little things, I thank the Lord. Amen. So I'm saying now that the Lord is so good. That he doesn't want any single person to miss out on his blessing. So what he says, he says, confess. Amen. That's what the text is saying now. Confess. That in the 15th chapter of Luke, the Lord Jesus wanted back then to show the people what God is like. This is what God is like. So he brought 
the, that parable with, with, with the prodigal boy and his father. I want you to see something special now. Every single person who has drifted away from the blessed Lord is cognizant about it as long as he's still in his right mind. Knows it. And here, this parable is bringing out a point where the Lord does not want to condemn us. He simply wants us to acknowledge our sinful condition and come to him Amen. for the remedy. Come to him for the healing. Come to him for the solution that is going to bring about joy for the recipient. Come on now, folks. And so the parable, the boy was at home and had the comfort of the home. The fellowship in the home was good. In contrast, he's in a, a pig pen, pig sty, having pig fellowship. Now, when he considered the situation, he said, but I don't have, I don't have any, why am I here in this condition? I shouldn't be here. It's not appropriate for me to be where I'm at. And in verse 18, in verse 18 of, of the 15th chapter of Luke, that fellow started rehearsing his confession. I'm trying to tell you, when the Bible says confess your fault, it is important, it's a prerequisite to the joy that we should know Amen. and have. And the condition upon which the blessings are going to be poured out. Confession. So the boy rehearsed his, his confession. Verse 18. Oh, I'm going to say, I'm going to get up from here, man. I'm going to get up from here, and I'm, I'm going back there, and I'm going to say, Father? Amen. <laughs> Amen. He said, I, I, I sin against heaven, you know, and, and in your sight, yes. I, I'm not worthy anymore. Yes. I am no more worthy. Brethren, the person who is estranged from God, who is away from God, who is not in harmony with the principles and the directives of the blessed Lord, knows, knows that he is not worthy Amen. to be called a son. Amen. He knows, or a daughter. He knows. And so the Lord wanting to exhibit his merciful disposition, he says, confess. Confess your faults one to another. Pray one for another. And you shall be healed. 
you're going to be healed. And why? Because it says the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Come on now. Now listen to me. I want you to, to examine closely those two words. Effectual and fervent. And sometimes when I read in Elder Campbell, I wonder why the Apostle Paul placed effectual in front of fervent. Well, <laughs> because it, has, it must be fervent first before it can be effectual. But then he, he had it in his right place. Amen. It just I didn't understand it too well. Amen. In other words, if I am going to the blessed Lord, and I'm expecting, come on now, I'm expecting results. Amen. Then I am saying I am looking at the effects. Amen. I am looking at the effects Amen. even before I kneel. Amen. So he wants to tell me that the effectual fervent prayer. In other words, if it's going to be effectual, it must be fervent. And you are expecting it to be effectual. So, come on now. Let's get the fervents right. So, the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man availeth much. Availeth much. I like that. And then he cited the example. He said um, the prophet was faced with a situation there. And, and you know, it happened to his boys. They had their problem. He, he's trying to, tell, <laughs> trying to tell Elijah that he's the, one, he, he, he's the one that caused all this problem, this drought. He said, I, I didn't trouble Israel. <laughs> it's not me. But you, you gone off with Baal, you see. Idol worshiping. He said, anyway, um, the Lord wants it to be so. So for three and a half years, no rain. No rain. And it wasn't so much to spite Ahab and, 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 and his, his household. But it is to point to them that this worship of Baal is not accepted. Amen. So for three and a half years, no rain. Now, that's what he prayed for. And the apostle is saying, now it became effectual. Amen. Huh? Effectual. So that he said no rain, and there was no rain. No rain. Effectual. So he's citing an example now to give us the strength and the courage to help us to understand that this matter of dealing with God is for real. 
is for real. And, and, and so he said, after the three and a half years, he prayed again. Uh, you think, he didn't go and pray and say, uh, Lord, put another two weeks of drought on that. No. He, he said, stop the drought now. Amen. And pour the rain down. Amen. Huh? And, and what he expected happened. Effectual. Fervent prayer. Of a righteous man avail it much. Amen. Brethren, I want you to understand today, here in Hollywood, in the Saving Grace Church, I look and I see our dear sister in pink. Is pink? Did I get the color right? Sister, that's right. And I was supposed to call her because I heard that she, she took a fall. When I came and I saw her, I, I said, God is good. Amen. I mean, not just sometimes, but all the time. And then her name was mentioned in the prayer as a person who trusts in the Lord. I am saying to you today that God looks out to bless his own. Amen. And so my prayer partner would make me feel good when, when he or she is lifting me up spiritually. Spiritually. In other words, iron sharp met iron. And my prayer partner is seeing to it that I have the fervence that is necessary so that effectual prayer might be a reality. Amen. So I'm being lifted up and I'm being encouraged yeah. to live the Christ-like life Amen. by my prayer partner. I want you to understand here today that God loves us so much. All he wants is to bless us. Amen. But in Isaiah chapter 1 and verse 19, and don't you ever forget this one too. It says, if he be willing and obedient, the effects would come. You know, if he be willing and obedient, he shall eat the good of the land. Amen. Willing and obedient. Yeah. In other words, there's a predisposition. Yeah. You have that desire, intentional. Obedience to be that which the blessed Lord wants to see. So that every day you ask the Lord in prayer to, to 
help you to be obedient. Amen. Obedient. Because this obedience can work a tremendous good, not only for you as an individual, for the entire family. Amen. The entire family. Amen. And the Lord wants this to be a reality. He wants us to rejoice in him. So all I'm saying to you today is that when we go to pray, let it be that we have had the old account settled with the blessed Lord. Amen. So that we go to him boldly. Amen. Boldly. And, and we're not going like the prodigal boy when he was going back home. Listen to me. He didn't rehearse this way and said, you know, I don't think I got all that I should have had. I'm going back for the remainder. That's not what he was rehearsing. Oh, no. Confession. Confession. He had fallen from grace to disgrace. And he wanted back his place. And, and so he went confessing. Brethren, it doesn't matter how far away you have fallen. The blessed Lord wants to bring you back. In Psalm 40, and I hope I have it right, in verse, verses 1, 2, and 3, says, I waited patiently. I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me. He inclined unto me, and he heard my cry. Isn't that something? I waited patiently. I waited patiently. And he inclined unto me. Do you know what it means to wait patiently? It means to exercise faith in God. Faith in God. Remember that friend that went to the other friend and asked him for three loaves or loaves of bread. And the friend, as if he, he, he wasn't hearing, he didn't stop asking. He kept on asking. And, and the fellow got up and gave him the bread, not because, <laughs> not because he had bread to give, so to speak, but because of his constant knocking Amen. because of his importunity constant knocking Amen. and so the person who knocks constantly is the person with faith Amen. come on now faith Amen. he has faith in God that God would respond and would respond Overtly. God. And so 
That means you're going to wait patiently. On the psalmist, he said, I waited patiently. I exercised faith in God. And he inclined unto me. In other words, this kind of faith got God's attention. Oh, yes. And it happens all the time. This kind of faith gets God's attention. So he inclined unto me. And he heard my cry, which means he inclined and he, and he listened now. He's paying attention. He's paying attention. Inclined unto me and he heard my cry. And he brought me up also out of a horrible pit. And set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. I like that. He set me up properly. And let the world see that I am blessed. Amen. Set my feet upon a rock and established my going. He said he had put a new song. And I tell the folk, this one doesn't have the reggae beat. He has put a new song in my mouth. Yes, even praise to our God. Amen. And that's the, what the prayer was all about this morning. That when the Lord does something for us, we go tell somebody about it. Amen. You put a new song in my mouth. Even praise unto our God. Many shall see it and shall fear Amen. and shall trust in the Lord. My prayer partner must have this kind of confidence that the Lord answers the fervent prayer, makes it effectual. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful? What a God. What a God. And so I'm going to ask you, never give up. Keep on keeping on because the condition remember this now the condition upon which we're going to receive the promises is primarily the condition of obedience it doesn't matter who you are it doesn't matter where you are it doesn't matter how tall you are or how short you are. Just remember, the promises are on condition of obedience. Amen. I close with this. I heard a song, Elder. Yes. Get on board, little children. <laughs> Get on board. In other words, the, sh the ship is ready. We're going. Yeah, we're going to heavenly places. Get on board. Get on board. But brethren, the boarding pass is on condition of obedience. It don't just hop on board. It don't just hop on board. The boarding pass if you're going to pass, 
to get on board, the boarding pass is on condition of obedience. And the songwriter says, trust and obey, for there is no other way to be happy in Jesus, but to trust and obey. I like that. From a little boy, I listened to it. Trust and obey. There's no other way to be happy in Jesus. And that's why the fellow goes boldly. Because he's happy in Jesus. So he goes boldly to the throne of grace. Where he might find mercy. And that he, with that mercy, he would have grace to help in time of need. Oh, God is great. And he is our father. And he wants to see us through and he wants to see us happy. So let us as prayer partners be whom we are to be so that we can do what he wants us to do. And this is another word of closing. Never let it reach the place where your prayer partner becomes a sin partner. Never. 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 Because iron sharpeneth iron. Iron sharpeneth iron. You stay clear. You stay clean. You stay hopeful. When your prayer partner is not a sin partner. Let's bow our heads. Loving Father, thank you, Lord, for saving our souls. Thank you, Lord, for making us whole. Thank you, Lord, for giving to us thy great salvation so full and so free. Thank you for the cleansing, Lord. Thank you, you said, wash you and make you clean. We have come to you for the cleansing, Lord, and you have cleansed us through the blood of our blessed Lord. Amen. Washed us, Lord, and, and you have made us to be clean. We want so to walk, so to live, Lord, that we might give you the praise that is due unto your name. Leave us not alone and take us from here now, Lord. Take us from here on, giving you the praise that is due to your name. Because we want on a daily basis, on an hourly basis, to be closely drawn to thee. Let it be for us a grand reality, Lord. And when thou shalt come in glory, to reward the faithful. To reward those who are fervent, Lord. Oh, let us all see the effects of fervency when we are taken up. Taken up to be with thee in the year and to reign with thee throughout the ceaseless ages of eternity. May this become for all of us under this roof a grand reality. 
For I ask it in the name of Jesus. Amen. And amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. We are always encouraged to know how God is working through this ministry to touch lives. If you have a story to share of how God is working in your life, please let us know by sending an email at podcast at savinggracesda.org. As the Holy Spirit impresses you, you may also support this ministry financially by visiting savinggracesda.org.